Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down District 3 activities week in, week out. Brandon Bainey, as always, joined by our Treasure Valley expert, Logan Green. LG, what's going on? Hey, not much. You know, I feel like I finally have my voice back, though. I feel like it it took a while. Maybe it just took, you know, broadcasting an entire state tournament to get it to come back, you know, naturally. <laughs> yes, uh, you because you've done color before, but when you're doing the play-by-play and you did the play-by-play for the 1A D1 girls tournament last week, it is you're, you're talking a little more when you're doing the play-by-play yeah. for sure. Yeah, and it was, I mean, that's really the story, right, this week is everything that happened at the girls' tournament, and and it was fun. Um, I, I mean, I had a great time. Um, there was some crazy upsets at the 1A Division One tournament that were, those are always fun. I'm sorry, I am team underdog. Like, I, that's just me. That, you know, I, uh, it's probably where I grew up is that I always had these Dukes and UNCs winning, and I'm like, I don't like you guys. I want somebody else in there. And uh, so it's it's always fun to see that at a state tournament, especially. And one thing that I love to see at a state tournament is teams win for the first time, which happened a lot this weekend for the girls. Yes, and I think that's where we start. Uh, to me, the biggest story out of the Treasure Valley from the weekend was at the 1AD2 level where the council – lumberjacks mm-hmm. win their first championship in school history uh they <clears throat> entered state and this was kind of a subplot across every tournament was the seedings according to max preps uh we'll talk about it a lot at the 5a yeah. level especially but at the 1a d2 council comes in as the number three seed or excuse me the number six seed and in succession they knock out number three kendrick number two rockland and then number five uh dietrich in the championship game, congratulations to coach Paula Tucker and council. What a win. Yeah. I mean, I just, and I said this before, and this wasn't quote my tournament. So, you know, I wasn't uh, on a preview or anything, but they, they were a team that, you know, we had been following all year long, but I thought could win the whole thing. And I thought was grossly underseated as a six. Um, Really, if you look at their who they played, who their losses were to this year, they lost to Grangeville, who, you know, won some games at the 2A tournament. They lost to Lapway, who is Lapway. <laughs> they they lost to <clears throat> McCall Donnelly, a 3A team, and to Nyssa, uh, who's a great team from Oregon. Those were their losses. Tell me where there was a reason that that team should have been six. Maybe it was the, quote, conference strength of schedule. Max preps didn't like it for whatever reason, for, but you know what? They didn't let that bother them. They just said, all right, we'll beat everybody in front of us. I think you could have looked at their, you know, the bracket and said, you, you got to be kidding me. Potentially we're going to play Rockland in the semifinals. That was a state championship matchup a year ago. And you could have been angry about that and said, well, why do we have to play them in the second round? All we did was beat everybody in front of us, except for these teams that were above us. <clears throat> right? Nobody was on their level, right? Those were all teams higher in classification. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what have we done to deserve this? Um, and I thought nothing. They'd done nothing to deserve a six, um, except for a, a computer telling them that they were worse than five other teams. And they showed us that they were not. And <clears throat> it was really fun to see. I mean, they were dominant in that state championship game. Dietrich had a hard time going inside. I mean, no one was as tall as council. 
and no one could go inside on them. And, you know, eventually, you, you know what, you can have great shooters on the outside, which Dietrich does. Um, Haley Estelle did great from the outside, but eventually you, you cannot live solely uh, from that, you know, from one thing. You got to be able to do a, a mix of both. And Council was the team that could do that the best more than any other. And so they come away with it. It was fun to see um, just pure elation from the council side. And it, it was fun to see them get that state championship. Yeah, it was, uh, and, and, and it wasn't surprising. I mean, w- the games were dominant. I mean, yeah. council blew out Kendrick 56, 41. That's a 15 point win. They beat Rockland 42 to 24. They doubled, they doubled up Rockland basically. Yeah. Um, and then in the championship winning by 10, um, Congratulations to the MVP of the 1AD2 tournament as selected by our IdahoSports.com broadcasters, Rihanna Iveson, the great point guard for council. And then Michaela Hart, the 6'1 junior, uh, was the defensive MVP of the tournament. Oh, yeah. Logan, she had, she had six blocks, or excuse me, seven blocks in the championship game alone. <laughs> I mean, I was there. Dietrich tried to go inside, and they just could not. They did not have the size that council did. And she just stood in there and said, no, thanks. You go outside and try to get your points, and uh, they did, but uh, not enough. And it, it was just very fun to see them come away with the championship. Yeah, congratulations to Council for sure. And if you want to see all of our all-tournament teams, we'll kind of mention them in passing as we go through here, but you can see all of the all-tournament teams uh, right smack dab top of the homepage at idahosports.com. All right, next biggest story to me was at the 2A level where the Melba Mustangs became yep. the only team in the state of Idaho this year to go undefeated uh, throughout the course of the entire season. Um, they had a pretty uh, interesting, you know, setup here where two easy first round games uh, or two easy opening games, Declo, they beat them 58 31. They play West side in the semis. They win that one 53 31. And then we kind of talked about this on the Twitter spaces that we did uh, Friday night, Logan, where I talked about, okay, on paper, Melba looks like, the team to beat, but they haven't really played Soda Springs. Soda's kind of done their mm-hmm. own thing over here in East Idaho, and, and who knows who 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 can say yeah. that Soda Springs isn't as good as Melba? And I think the championship game proved that out. Melba won a tight one, fifty five forty six, and basically won it because they shot a lot of free throws, especially in that fourth quarter. Yeah, and I mean that's how you win a championship, right? You shoot free throws in the fourth quarter. And the game I did, Raft River. They lived at the free. They they scored from the free throw line. They made their shots, and that's the that's what teams that win championships, right? If you make your free throws, you're going to win championships in that situation. And Melba just a completely dominant team all year long. Um, you know they were, I think them and and Lapway ironically were the two teams coming in that I think everybody on paper was like, I think these two teams are going to win a championship. One of them did not, and one of them did. And, you know, tough game against Soda Springs, who is a perennial power at 2A girls basketball. Um, But Melba just was the team this year. I mean, they, I think, set themselves apart by playing the schedule that they played where they beat 5A teams, good 5A teams, and beat them. Uh, They beat 3A teams. They, They challenged themselves, and they were ready for the moment when it came. Yeah, and I think Melba's depth uh, wore out Soda Springs a little bit, Soda <clears throat> top-heavy a little bit with their star players. Uh, Kendall Clark, MVP of the 2A tournament. Congrats to Kendall. And a lot of Melba Mustangs uh, ended up on the all-tournament teams as well. And again, you can find that at IdahoSports.com.
Um, and then, you know, those were our two state champions from the Treasure Valley. So uh, two of six. Not bad. That's, that's yeah. a third uh, of the champions. And then we had some pretty interesting, you know, performances in terms of like crazy upsets and teams getting to the championship. I think the next biggest story would be at the 5A tournament, Logan, where Rocky Mountain comes in as the number seven seed. They knock out Thunder Ridge, the two seed in overtime in the first round, 55-52. Then they play a second overtime game in the semis, all SIC semi against Timberline. They win that game 55 to 52. Then they get to the championship and they run into the Coeur d'Alene buzzsaw. And uh, the it was apparent, it was apparent, yeah. you know, within the first five minutes of the, uh, the Grizzlies just didn't have enough in the tank to take on Coeur d'Alene. So but a great run for Coach Humphreys in the Grizz. Yeah. And here's the thing with the 5A tournament. And we said this on the Twitter spaces. Um, but when it shakes out, it looks like there was a there was a step at the very top, a pedestal, whatever you want to say. That was Coeur d'Alene and Boise, right? And then there was a drop, a pretty big drop to the next level. And you know, some people might, but the thing is, who was on that next level? I think people thought, oh, it's Thunder Ridge and Rigby, right? It's those teams from the East. That's not the case. It was the five ASIC who knocked both of them out. No one saw that coming, right? The two and the three coming in get knocked out by two 5A SIC schools. Um, the five, the SIC had no one better than a four, right, in the, in the state tournament. They had the bottom seeds. You know, there was at one point we were thinking it was going to be five, six, seven, and eight that the SIC was going to get. And that just goes back. Let's go back to the, to the play-in game that Eagle goes up north and wins where nobody thought that was going to happen. And then Eagle even plays Coeur d'Alene pretty tough in that first-round game. And I just think that – I think the 5A SAC was grossly underrated, just like Council was, that they can come in and three of four are in the semifinals when people were thinking, oh, yeah, maybe one of four, and that's the Boise-Owyhee game or like whoever, you know, the 4-5 <clears throat> the game um, where somebody was going to have to make it. Uh, but it turns out that uh, Rocky Mountain was really good, right? They made a run to the state championship. And and you know what? Sometimes you just run out of gas, right? It just happens. They played – were both of those games overtime? Yes. And, and so they had played a lot of basketball and just ran into a very good Coeur d'Alene team who was coming off a huge win against Boise. Um, and But congratulations to Rocky for making that run. I don't think anybody had them – going to the state championship. And now this is back-to-back basketball tournaments. So if we look at the boys from last year and now the girls from this year, where we see a team from the SIC that's, quote, you know, this that seven or eight seed at the top of the bracket, so to say, make a run to the state championship. Uh, Centennial did it for the boys, and now Rocky Mountain did it for the girls. And I just think that this tournament showed this one and some others that you, you can't always take the computer's uh, you know, I think it works great for football. I think it's worked awesome for football that we've had the final four be the final four and everything's essentially worked out like it should. But when it comes to basketball, it, it's just any given day, right? Anybody can upset anybody. You see it at the NCAA tournament every year, right? You see something crazy happen and, uh, you know, congrats. And, and maybe the SIC and that goes to the 4A too. We'll probably talk about that here in a second. Maybe. Nobody gave them the credit that they deserved this year. Um, that the SIC played very well 
in the state tournament this year at the 5A and 4A level. Yeah, I'll own it. I was I was pretty down on the SIC this year, especially yeah. at the 5A, 4A level. And I think I even said on this show, uh, you know, I just don't think the SIC has, um, you know, the the strength to battle the Coeur d'Alene's, the Thunder Ridges. Clearly, uh, I was wrong. I'll own it. I didn't even think Eagle would beat Lake City in that state no. play-in game. And I'll have a fun talk about that later today on our North Idaho prep cast with our North Idaho <laughs> broadcaster, Ryan Skaggs. Do you hear about this, Logan? <laughs> Yeah, he said something like one in a million shot or something. He, he, he went on. Tw- yeah, he went on Twitter and said Eagle had a one in a billion <laughs> chance to beat Lake City, and then Eagle shows up to that play-in game with new warm-up shirts that say one in a billion on them. <laughs> so they. Oh no! Yes, I did I, not hear that part. Yes, and I I saw them with my own eyes. I covered the Eagle Hawaii. Uh, loser out game and so i got to see them in person they looked good coach monroe made oh those up gosh. real nice for Did sure you talk to them about those shirts i i didn't have a chance to um but yeah That's it was awesome good for them <laughs> yeah good yeah, for them pretty funny don't, don't lump us in eagle with ryan that's we're not we're not him we're not him yeah, I uh, but I'll own it. I was I was pretty down on the SIC this year and I've got to eat my eat my words a little bit for sure. Uh Boise nearly did it. They nearly knocked out Coeur d'Alene, and I think if Boise wins that, they they're yeah. state champs. Double overtime semifinal, 51 to 50. The Brave lose by one. Uh they bounce back to beat uh Timberline. We got that Boise Timberline rematch we all wanted. It was in the third place game. Boise takes third pretty convincingly. Avery Howell. Every single game at state, double double. And we're talking yeah. like monster, you know, 24 no, 10 points, 10. 18, 18 20 rebounds. 20. Yes. So uh congrats to Avery Howell yeah. on a great tournament for Boise as well. Uh, the last girls thing we wanted to touch on, and then we'll talk boys basketball districts. Uh was at the 4A tournament, Logan. This is where I was. Um, opening day, opening game, Columbia, the seven seed, taking on Blackfoot, the two seed. And Blackfoot's got, you know, Blackfoot starts uh basically six foot. 5'11", 5'10", on the front line. Like, they, they have some height, and Columbia yeah. Columbia doesn't. <laughs> Columbia's got Miley Mills, who's, you know, 5'9", 5'10", maybe, and that's pretty much it. And I will tell you what, uh, Columbia ate Blackfoot's lunch on the glass. <laughs> they they wow. wanted it more. They, they flat out wanted it more than Blackfoot did, and Columbia came out and got that opening round upset over Blackfoot. Uh, 51 to 45 Miley Mills finished with 26 points and I think it was 14 rebounds. I mean, she absolutely feasted on the inside. And so that was a great win for Columbia. Now they lose to Sandpoint in the semifinal Sandpoint would be your eventual champion. Um, and then they end up meeting Bishop Kelly in the, in the, uh, third place game. Right. And so, but let's talk about Columbia where and Columbia ends up taking fourth place from state, but what a job by coach Neil Robertson and this Columbia bunch. Um, and again, I think why did the five a and four ASIC get the low seeds? Uh, unfortunately, I think it's because the bottom of the league, right? Drug, drug everybody down. And in the five ASIC, especially if it continues to be a 13, 14, yeah, maybe even 15 team league moving forward. That's going to continue to happen because yeah. the teams at the bottom just aren't good enough. And it's going to drag unless everybody goes five and seven against each other. It's good. It's no. the numbers are going to drag down those teams at the top, unfortunately, because, you know, up north, you got three right in the right. in their conference uh, on the east. You've got four. You know, it depends. Sometimes an Idaho Falls will come up and then they'll go back down, whatever it may be. But um 
it's almost getting too saturated, right? Yes. There's just so many teams, uh, you know, over here, and and the four A SIC is almost shrinking. I mean, they lost they they lost two and gained one, but I can't imagine for how long Skyview will stay a four A. You know, like when there's many people moving to the area, it's only a matter of time probably before they go back up. Um, and, and a lot of these schools are, are hinging right there, like right that have petitioned down like Ridgeview um, and Caldwell. The, the, those are technically 5A schools, but they, they are down at the 4A level. <clears throat> um, it, but, but like you said, it's going to be tough. But at the end of the day, the top talent is still a top talent. And um, Columbia, just a, a awesome, just awesome for them that they were able to get it done. I always see stuff online about, you know, you're an East Idaho guy where East Idaho people think there is a, this bias against them and their schools, which, which is not, we only hear about what I hear is how much better the East is versus the treasure Valley. And so in my mind, I was like, well, it must be true. You know, like, guess we'll see. And uh, I think they, they shut that up real good this weekend and said, we're just going to play basketball. We're not here for this, uh, debate over anything we're just going to beat you and that's exactly what they did and i would you know I, we were tracking it at my game and we were looking at the, the flash which was awesome an awesome feature that we had on the website where you could see scores updated in real time right but just a, yeah. almost like a ticker right where you could just go and say oh what's going on here uh nothing like it in the state as far as i'm aware of um awesome feature so we were tracking it and we could not believe what was happening. Uh, but it sounds like it really wasn't shocking on the court that Columbia was just better from what I am understanding, Brandon. Yeah, that's exactly <clears throat> what it was. They just, they wanted it more than Blackfoot. You know, currently the, the new enrollment numbers came out and if they were to take effect, you're looking at Ridgeview and Caldwell, both above the limit yeah they would have to move up to the 5a sic you're talking about then 15 teams you know i was talking to lucas gebhardt uh one of our uh boise broadcasters <clears throat> and he said basically like why don't they just split it west data is now a district you know meridian rocky mountain eagle Hawaii, all of them and then and then boise and then take, canyon, then take canyon county and the boise yeah. schools right yeah yeah and that's a district because otherwise it's just gonna yeah it's it's too saturated i i completely yeah. agree with your point there so and i just don't know what's going to happen to the four it right i don't see caldwell moving up their athletics are are really struggling outside of soccer really um and and ridview kind of the same thing for the warhawks right and it's not a it's not a diss on anybody it's just the way it is and I think moving up to the 4A or the, the 5A would, you know, people have their own opinions about that, you know, about, well, this team needs to be like, I think Emmett is the one, you know, you hear them saying, well, we're, we, we're barely a 4A school and uh, we're playing against teams that are technically high level 5A schools. Like, yeah, but you're beating them is, you know, at the end right. of the day, it's, uh, it, it's going to take some time and maybe Caldwell and Ridgeview can get there, but uh it's probably better for them to stay where they're at right now, especially because what would happen? How many teams would be left? Like you're, you, there's seven four, currently. Five, so if you lose yeah. two, you'd have five. I really think Mountain Home would have to rejoin. Yeah, District three, and and because because this is another subplot. Yeah. You know, if these numbers hold, Twin Falls and Canyon Ridge are both they're projected to move schools. up to five A, as is Pocatello. 
Um, and so then I think you, District 4 kind of dissolves. I think you send Mountain home to District 3. Minico, Jerome, team up with Century. Preston kind of makes a 4-5 mishmash. Wood River, just go to 3A and go away. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but they are they are kind of the one team that's <clears throat> way out there. Right. Um, so I don't know. The, the landscape, without, without a hard look at the enrollment numbers, there has to be an adjustment on the numbers. Otherwise, 5A and 1A are going to become balloons, and right. the middle is going to shrink away. So I think an adjustment in numbers has to happen. Um, but that's kind of what we're looking at, uh, down the line. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to, this is kind of an off season. Yeah, topic, no, but, but it's it a good to... conversation. It's, I mean, yeah, we can you yeah. Know, put a pin in it till there's nothing else going on, but I mean, that's a good, what do you do? And th- this is not expand the tournament type talk. This is, this is legitimate. Like there is some, this will happen and you see it. I think, what is it? Three a or the two a football tournament where like half the teams make it in. Or something like that, you know. Yeah, it, 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 it's yeah. there's some issues there that need to be, like you said, you know, the the wings are going to get very full, and the middle is going to is well, four A is about to lose out, three A is losing out currently, and anyway, yeah, yeah. interesting stuff there. Tough for <clears> sure. <throat> uh, I did want to talk about Bishop Kelly. Uh, they beat Pocatello in their first round game. BK came in as the <clears> five <throat> five seed. I'm not joking. There was like 45 fouls called in this BK uh, pokey game. Um, and so uh, BK survives. They they win despite, again, Pocatello having a significant size advantage. You know, they've got Kenna Garza, who's a six foot two sophomore. Abby Lusk, who's a six foot freshman. And BK was like, you yeah, we don't really care. Caroline not. Uh, she was my favorite player to watch. Caroline not from BK is so fun because mm-hmm. she's she's like 5'11 and she just doesn't care. Like, oh, you're 6'2", I'm stronger than you, oh, and watch. <laughs> and she, I mean, she did. She dominated. She she made our first team all-tournament team uh, for Bishop Kelly. So so BK wins there. Uh, they get to the semis. Uh, they lose to Shelly, uh, but then they rebound and beat Columbia in the third-place game, 42-37. to 37. Um, In that game, to start the second half, Bishop Kelly sent five reserves out onto the floor. Uh, not happy with the starting crew. So they went with five backups and that kind of got BK re-sparked and re-energized and got them back into the game. BK ends up completing the comeback and winning 42 to 37. Um, And because of her strong effort, not just in that game, but coming off the bench in the previous two, Jordan Carnell from Bishop Kelly was our sixth man of the, of the four, a tournament. And I think Jordan Carnell could be the starting point guard in, on just about every team in the SIC. And so for BK to bring her off the bench, what a luck. Right. Yeah. So uh, congrats to BK and Columbia, both uh, representing yeah. District 3 really well there at State. All right. You ready to talk a little boys hoops and then we'll get you out of here? Yeah, let's look at it. Okay. Uh, big, big week right next week. It's already can't believe next week is boys state tournament already. Here we go. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll start with the uh, teams that have officially clinched state tournament bids. And again, if you're watching this video on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, uh, I will share my screen. You'll see the brackets up on the screen. If you're listening at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts, no worries. We have the district brackets on our homepage, IdahoSports.com. You can follow along there. The earliest uh, teams to clinch was at the 2A uh, WIC tournament where Melba and Coal Valley Christian, the top two seeds, advanced to the championship game last week. Pretty tight 
uh, championship game last night. You know, Melba wins 56-52. It's a meaningless game. I mean, because the max preps rankings lock you in based on your regular season rankings. District right. has no effect, especially in a league where you've got two and a half bids. But congrats to Melba. They are the district champs. Coal Valley Christian, the two seed. They're also advancing to state. And then on the back end, New Plymouth defeats Ambrose last night in a really tight game, 57 to 53. Um, to set up now a play-in game against the second-place team from up north. That could be Orofino, could be Kellogg, could be St. Mary's. Um, Give me the Grimms, whoever they play. I think this is the best conference in 2A. And I think you, if they don't play each other, I think you could see all three teams potentially in the semifinals. Wow, okay. I like there it. it. Yeah. Early, I early prediction. I would, I would, I would lean St. Mary's over New Plymouth if that were the matchup. But I think St. Mary's is going to win their district, so I don't think New Plymouth has to worry about that. Um, but yes, Coach Lavender, he always, he always, always seems to get New Plymouth to state, and it's like clockwork uh, every year. New Plymouth, yeah. so yeah, keep, well, keep an eye on the Grims. Um, okay, the next district that has bids that have already been clinched is at the three A level where uh, last Saturday we had a couple of tight semifinals. Homedale beat Payette 37-30. to 30. That's Homedale's type of game. They want to keep it low scoring. Uh, and then Fruitland, the three seed, went to McCall, knocked off McCall Donnelly 59-51. That sets up the district championship game Thursday night. Homedale will play Fruitland. No matter what happens, both teams are advancing to state. That was a big win for the Grizz. And then on the backside, you've got um, – Weezer knocking out Payette last night. How about that? The sixth seed. Yeah. Uh, so, so now you've got Weezer and McCall Donnelly playing also Thursday night. The winner of that will advance to a state play-in game, and they will play uh, the winner of Marsh Valley and Teton. No matter what, that is going to be a tough matchup for yeah. whoever gets out of there. I, I, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it would be a tall order for for that third team from District Three to get the state. Yeah, and and you know, I I would imagine McCall Donnelly probably is able to you know potentially take care of business against Weezer and uh, get there. And if anybody could pose a threat, it would be the Vandals, right? They've made a couple of runs to the state championship over the last five years when no one expected them to do so after they moved from two to three A. And so uh, we'll see. But those two teams over in Eastern Idaho are really good. Yeah. Uh, so, so we'll see, but congrats to Homedale and Fruitland for both advancing, uh, great wins there. Okay. The next biggest story to me, Logan happened last week. And I actually, <clears throat> uh, wrote an article about it for our bracketology on idahosports.com and talked to coach Josh Hurley about this, but at the one, a D two long pin conference, uh, last Wednesday, you had cascade, the four seed knockout council, the one seed 57 to 51, Garden Valley survived a tight game with Horseshoe Bend in the other semi, 57 to 50. So now, Thursday night, it is Garden Valley against Cascade. The winner of that game will advance to state. The loser of that game will have to battle whoever comes through the backside. It's going to be Council and Horseshoe Bend playing Thursday night as well. What a great win for the Ramblers. We, we yeah. talked about all year. The potential was there. We hadn't really seen it fully realized, and it finally all came together. And you know what? Uh, whoever loses that game, if I'm counsel, I'm not too. You know, a lot of people say, "Oh, they lost there," but they'll they'll get back through the other side. But I'm not. You know, it, Cascade already beat them recently, and Garden Valley had them on the ropes the last time they played. Uh, I mean, these three are really good. 
Um, I think these three teams pose a threat. Um, when Garden Valley played Cascade a couple weeks ago, the a game we went up and broadcasted, Garden Valley was up by 30 in the first half. But then Cascade chipped away and got it down into single digits. I, I mean, it was outside of the one run, I thought Cascade played a better basketball game. I mean, they lost, so you can't say that, right? They did not play a better basketball game because they lost. Um, but in the second half, they they seemed to be the better team. They put on the pressure on Garden Valley. It would not surprise me to see Cascade win that game on Thursday. Yeah, so when I talked to Coach Hurley about Cascade and that win, uh, you know, he singled out some guys. Samuel Huckabee, 16 points, 8 of 10 shooting from the floor. He shot 80% from the floor in that win over Council. Um, and and Coach uh, Hurley basically said, you know, we've overcome a lot of adversity this year. We've had sickness. Uh, we've had uh, injuries in close games where, like, key players, you know, uh, right. get injured and have to leave the game and they don't have them. Their starting point guard was out for five weeks with a broken elbow. Um, and so they're coming back together and they basically have two maxims, two, two phrases that they consistently say at, at count, uh, cascade stay undefeated, which means basically, you know, failure is only final when you quit. So if you stay undefeated against failure, you're always battling, you're going to have a chance. The other maxim or saying that they have is, uh, fail faster. And basically th- what the the thinking there is, is that teams that fail faster learn to succeed faster because you can only succeed once you've fallen True. a couple of times. So I really, I really like the messages that coach Hurley's got for his cascade team. And I, I don't think it's a bank that council comes through that backside. No, no Horse, horseshoe Ben could also, I mean, all, these, these final four are all pretty even in my opinion, it'll be fun to watch them duke it out. So. Yeah. And it would be a crazy story, right? For council to run through the conference like they did and get knocked out in the district tournament. Um, I, you know, if I had to make a prediction, I still think they, I don't know. I don't, I'm not even going to say it because I don't know. I really don't. I, I don't because they played close games against garden Valley and then they lost to cascade and horseshoe Bend can hang with anybody. And so this is, this is a toss up. This is, I don't know what is going to happen on the back side of this and on the front side in the here in the district championship could be could be any of the four for sure only two spots available though we do know that uh, i forgot to mention 1a d1 this is already a league that's been wrapped up and we'll go through this quickly logan because i know you got to go liberty charter victory charter playing in the district championship thursday the top two seeds they both have advanced to state this is a two and a half bid league you've got notice and rimrock playing on the back side of the bracket the winner of that will have to play grace more than likely to get to state um tall order it's gonna be tough grace is good um but liberty charter victory charter if they get in are probably going to be like your seven and eight seats um so kind of like we talked about with the bigger leagues where those teams at the bottom because this is an 11 team conference they just drag down the teams at the top so and it's a a victory charter played in some tournaments earlier in the year and and beat some teams so it'll you know curious to see how that translates and it is what it is, right? The the District 3, 1A, D1 teams have traditionally struggled at state. Um, they have in girls, they have in boys. Um, it would be great to see one of them break through and get a first-round win. Um, yeah. But you're yeah. potentially looking at going up against the Lapway in round one if you're an eight seed. And uh, that, I mean, it happened in the girls, right? They lost on the girls' side of the bracket. I just can't. I just can't see that Lapway team losing. 
Yeah. Um, they played once this year. It was before Christmas. Liberty Charter won that game 47 to 36. They beat Victory Charter. Victory to me still has the best overall player in Noah Palomares. So uh, we'll see what unfolds there. Okay. Let's check in on the SIC 4A. It's uh, the top two teams Bishop Kelly and Skyview play for the championship Thursday night at ICCU Arena right there in downtown Boise. Um, and then on the backside, uh, you've got uh, tonight Emmett and Ridgeview in a loser out game, Columbia and Valley View in a loser out game. I think Columbia has the most potential coming out of this backside of the bracket. But to me, this is this is BK and Skyview, I think, advanced to stay. Yeah. And that's how it was with the girls, too. Right. We all thought it was going to be BK Columbia. And that's what it was. And I think we're going to have BK Skyview here. Yep. And then it's been pretty much chalk at the 5A tournament, at least on the winner's side of the bracket. Mountain View and Hawaii, the top two seeds, will meet also Thursday night at ICCU Arena. Um, two pretty lopsided semifinals, if I'm being honest, which checks yep. out. Um, and now you've got uh, Timberline taking on Centennial uh, on Wednesday night. That's tonight as we're recording this. Winner of that clinches a spotted state. Loser advances to uh, a play-in game. Um, and then you've got, to me, a really interesting matchup here, Eagle and Meridian in the other, uh, basically, yeah. consolation bracket game. Same deal. Winner goes to state. Loser has to fight through a play-in game. And I think, right, Meridian or Eagle has beaten Meridian this year. And so, if I'm not mistaken, I, I thought that they, because Eagle had lost to Middleton, and then they came back and beat Meridian, and you just go... <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, or maybe it was Mountain View. Maybe it was Mountain View, actually. That league was so uh, just everyone beat up on each other. Yeah. All year, right. Yeah. So, I mean, but the best two teams, Mountain View and Hawaii, that's the way it that's the way it has been all year. Those two teams. Um, and, and that should be a fun one Thursday at uh, ICCU downtown. And the way this works is the two the two losers of these games. Uh, on the backside of the bracket, the higher seeded team will have to play the second place team from the north, more than likely Coeur d'Alene, possibly Lewiston. And then the lower seeded team gets to play Highland. So it's actually, to me, the lower seeded team has an easier path to stay yeah. than the yeah. higher seeded team. So, yeah, those are going to be tough games no matter what. But like you said, I think uh, the matchup with Highland is more favorable than the one from potentially Coeur d'Alene or Lewiston. Yeah, if it if it all goes according to just seeds, you know, you could see Centennial at state, but not Eagle, and that would be, huh. I don't know, be interesting. So yeah, yeah. Anyways, so that's what's going on in boys hoops. Uh, next week, Logan, again, in place of you and I talking, we'll do our big boys basketball state tournament preview show live on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account, and then I will just place it into the Treasure Valley Prepcast feed so everybody can check in and listen so here we are we're almost yeah. to the end state wrestling is this weekend uh we did our big matt chat prep cast state preview show last night logan we had over 120 people watching live and commenting and it was a great time so i know the wrestling ones people are in it and you know it'd be more fun i think for these basketball previews if we had uh the interaction it's so just get involved it's it's we want that like it, it makes it better when we've got people throwing out comments at us and, and things like that. Um, so if you tune into that state preview show, um, be sure to comment, say something, whatever you want. Like we, we'd love to hear your opinions. And I, I just want to add one thing. This has nothing to do with this district, but I thought it was a great story that you might not hear if you don't listen to this one. But um, so at the girls tournament, Lafway was the overall favorite, right? 
they ended up getting upset in the second round. Um, and I was texting Ryan Skaggs from up north was texting me, and he said that he had talked to um, uh, Jeremiah Wynott, who is Case Wynott's dad. Case Wynott is, I personally think, going to be a high-level college basketball player. He has a couple of big sky offers, and I think if that's all he gets, he he ends up there for a year before somebody big says, no, 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 you come here. He, phenomenal player. Um, but they saw what was going on and that lap that the girls lost and case was like, dad, let's go to the gym. He did not want that to happen. And I just, that was, I, that attitude was awesome that they saw that their girls team who was dominant fall. And he immediately thought that can happen to us, that he had no inclination of, yes, we have dominated everybody. We've played even five, a schools. We're going to go to the state tournament and roll through it. He immediately was like, no, I'm not letting that happen. And I just thought that was a great – again, I heard it secondhand, but I thought that was a great story, uh, just a good reminder, just a – yeah, just one of the best stories that uh, kind of went under the radar that I don't know if anybody really even knows about. But uh, just kudos to them and Lapway, uh, that team, just what a great attitude to have, right? Yes, you can't just show up and win. And uh, meanwhile, Liberty Charter is going great. That's just what we need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, stop. Don't have that attitude. <laughs> right, for sure. So, yes. Uh, okay, well, thanks for tuning into the Treasure Valley PrepCast, everybody. We'll see you back here next week for our state basketball preview special. Until then, for Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, on IdahoSports.com.